When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Emily Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan from the top of a postgame show. Look at that. Welcome in, guys. An afternoon game. Yeah. Didn't we just do this? <laughs> like Literally. The... Exactly. Well... <laughs> we got barking already. Yeah, Wiley's up. These afternoon <laughs> games are tough on Wiley. <laughs> Wiley's, Wiley's fired up. He wants to go walk and not do a podcast. Well, not well. I was about to say, not the result we wanted to see, but maybe it is. Um, honestly, thought it was a pretty good game up until that third period, three unanswered goals by Winnipeg in the third. Um, but up until that point, it was an entertaining and competitive game, in my opinion. Don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and they had some some high end plays too in this game. Uh, Barrett Hayden's goal was electric. You like to see that from him. He needs to get that sort of confidence to produce like that. That's that's the one element we talked about this a million times missing from his game. You'd like to see more production from him. That was a spectacular goal. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things in this game, offensively skilled wise, and we can go right to the beginning of the game when Clayton Keller tries the Michigan, and he's behind the net. And you could see it coming. Like he gets it on a second. I go, oh my God, he's going to try it off the post. And it's not saved by the goal. He just didn't quite get far enough around it. If that goes in, that's one nothing. I think that gives Keller a, a, a boost for the game. I honestly think that's a momentum changer. One of the several momentum changers in this game that if things go the Coyotes way, this could have been a Coyote win. Um, it was a hard-fought game both ways. I thought the Coyotes looked good at times. I thought offensively like good at times. There was just too many turnovers, and then second period again really hurt them. They were, they just didn't have any offensive zone time in the second. It felt like Winnipeg just, just dominated the puck possession in that second period, and that's kind of where it started to slip away. Definitely, it's crazy that I wonder if that Keller goal went in. Which goal would be more impressive in this game, the Keller goal or the Hayton goal? Because the height, the, I mean, not that the Keller goal happened, but it makes you wonder. Just some amazing no, offensive displays there. And even Chickren, like Chickren getting on the score sheet, we keep talking about him waiting to get his the ball rolling for him offensively. Um, he gets a one-timer shot. I know it goes off the defenseman's skate, but he's at least he's making an attempt at the net. Like he seemed to be involved more offensively today, trying again more attempted shots. Eventually, it's going to continue to go in for him. Yeah, yeah. great. 
he had two points in this game. A bunch of guys had two points through through two periods. They thought they had a chance to uh, get on a roll here, actually a winning streak. But, <laughs> you know, with Montreal winning. Craig, two out of four. Two out of four ain't bad, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Two out of still four. Bottom of the league standings. Which is exactly where you want to be. Yep, Montreal doesn't play again until Tuesday, though. A couple days off. Yeah. So, so- evening games, so 29 games to play each, and Seattle out. Seattle has 28, so three-team race, three-team race. Man, it's going to be interesting toward the end. Well, let's just start with uh, tonight's game by the numbers. 5-3 final shots, 38-30. to 30. Honestly, the Coyotes kind of held up with the shots this whole game. There was never a time where they were getting – severely outshot and even though like you said in that second period they it seemed like they weren't getting their chances the shots were kind of even um and then there were no power power plays for either team there was one four on four but this was really not a penalized game at all a lot of five on five, a lot of even strength play i guess if you will and, so. and the shots it's funny because the coyotes led in shots at most points in this game even when the game was tied three three the coyotes had uh, were out shooting the jets and i thought this was going to be another game like we talked about leo where they they outshoot the opponent and end up losing i know um, i thought that up, i literally had that thought yeah and the jets ended up pushing on a little at the end the one thing craig on that penalty that that the call where they make it even up and they make it four on four. Look, he breaks a stick over Chikrin's <laughs> ribs and then yep. they push each other. I, I, I still like, I, I get it. I get what they're trying to do there, but I still think the Coyotes should have had a man advantage out of that. Call them both for roughing and call the cross check uh, double minor. And let's give the Coyotes a power play. He broke his stick over his back. Like, yep. We're talking about cross checking. I, I, that surprised me. I thought they would penalize um, the Winnipeg jet, a uh, double minor on that one. Yeah, that was aggressive. Um, Dubois is a an annoying player to play against. <laughs> That's yeah, for still, sure. That team, they, you know, you look at that Jet team and you're surprised where they are in the standings because they are they're a better team than that. And I know um, with Eric Comrie in the net today, they, when they go with Hellebeck, they can beat anybody. But, the, but I mean, they've God, lost Connor, four in a row before this. I game. know, but Connor right. Wheeler, like they, Dubois, that's a pretty good hockey team over there. Kyle Connor in particular, as long as you're on that topic. We talk a lot about the the players that the Coyotes missed on in the 2015 NHL draft, which is one of the two best drafts of this millennium. Kyle Connor, since the start of the 2017-18 season, he has 161 goals. That is sixth in the NHL. The five guys ahead of him, Alex Ovechkin, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and David Pasternak. <laughs> Not a bad list. Yeah, and he, he might be the most underrated goal scorer in the NHL. I think he is because I uh, personally like I don't really hear a ton about him. And Leah, you might be surprised at this unknown fact: he's American, he's from Michigan. Hmm. There you go. Just throw that at the Canadian of the group. It's, it's amazing <laughs> what he's accomplished. He's been so consistent, and you can't say, "Look, look, Winnipeg's a, uh, a talented team," but you can't say, "Oh, he's he's benefiting from playing with you know." elite players like franchise players they're good players but Kyle Connor is he, he's elevating other players around him he's just finding the net and and the fact that he's in that kind of company ahead of guys like Brad Marchand and Nathan McKinnon and and John Tavares and Sebastian Ajo he's just been an unbelievable goal scorer for them and another player that the Coyotes could have had drafted yeah and you look at his frame too he's not a big strong guy I mean just he's he's good hands and he's not even incredibly like he's 
he's fast, but he's not like, oh, he's not like Nate McKinnon fast. Oh my gosh, he's fast. He just has a, he's good at everything, but he can score. Like he's just got, there are those guys that just have that goal scoring knack when they're around it, they are just able to score. And he's one of those guys. He's just around it all game long. And the Coyotes are going to need to find a couple of those guys. Maybe Dylan Gunther is one of those guys. They have a lot of guys, both in their system and on this roster, that are pass-first players. They look to make plays. They don't have that pure goal scorer. And look, we've talked a lot about the need for a number one center, a guy who can distribute and drive the offense. But you also need that pure goal scorer, which they you can argue they haven't had since Keith Kachuk. And maybe... Maybe Redeem Verbata, who had that 35-goal season a couple seasons where he was elite production. But they haven't had a pure goal scorer in a really long time either. Yep. Well, speaking of not having a goal scorer last season, Jacob Chikrin scored 18 goals total. This season, tonight, or today, he scored just his third goal of the season. So not having the offensive season that we expected from Jacob Chikrin, and I know we've talked about Chikrin a lot, but it was very refreshing to see him get on the score sheet, um, a goal and an assist today, um, just to see him back in the play. Because to see him and Hayton on the, the score sheet early, to me, it felt like, okay, this is what we've wanted from these players all season long. So to see them have success in today's game, for me, was a positive. Just like uh, last night in Tucson, where the guys that you want to see find the score sheet found the score sheet. And we don't know what's going to happen with Chikrin yet, if he's going to be a part of the Coyotes' future or not. But those are the key players that you want to see pushing forward and, and producing. So uh, definitely a good sign there, and, and, and certainly for Barrett Hayden, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, and talk about Barrett Hayden, that goal was one of the most impressive individual efforts of the season for this Coyotes team. Like, that was a coast-to-coast, beats the defenseman. Go, makes beats a nice three move. players. Like, great. he dangled it, through three of them. And then when he's laying on his back, he just looked like he's having fun. He's he laughing. Looked, yeah. I mean, that's what that was great. And for all the troubles he's had this season and last season with injuries and up and down, to have that moment for him where he excels offensively, gets a goal, and can actually enjoy it. I mean, it made you go, okay, maybe. Like, maybe this is what we were waiting for. And you look at all the times when he started to look good, he always gets hurt. Training camp, oh, he looked good. I think it's hurt. This season, he's starting to come on. He gets hurt. So if he can ever stay out of the injury room and, and, and continue to put together on the ice, and Craig mentioned it earlier, what happens if, if Travis Boyd goes at the trade deadline? Can he slot in between um, Keller and Schmaltz? And does that line, you could theoretically, if all three of those guys can stay, that could be a line that they can build off of for the future offensively, like maybe three, four years down the road. Now that's some of these powerhouse lines, like you see Marchant, Pasternak, Bergeron, or, you know, some of those powerhouse lines, maybe it's Keller, Schmaltz, and Hayden. Who knows? You would hope. Um, I saw a tweet, like that's the goal of a fifth overall pick. And I think that pretty much sums it up when you draft a player fifth overall, a game like today or the, you know, that goal and having two points, that's what you want to see from a, a top five pick. So hopefully that this is, this is the start for him. I feel like he's definitely been picking up his game lately. And like you said, maybe going forward after the trade deadline, he'll have the chance to prove himself um, and, you know, secure a top line or a second line role going forward for this team because it'd be really great to see him have success as part of the core of this team in the future. Craig. <laughs> just, this is how we all feel today. Yeah, <laughs> we had a late night. 
<laughs> There's Craig's rehydrating while he thinks about what the hell, the hell we're doing here today. <laughs> we need yeah. a break. We need a break, Craig. Um, well, no, I might as well just go ahead and name uh, Barrett Hayton while we're on the topic. Our DraftKings king of the game. And there's the photo of him laying on his back, smiling. One goal, one assist. Um, really happy to see him as king because it has been quite a while and I just love this photo and I wish we could have used it for a win thumbnail, but you know, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> Did you know, and just an, an odd off the wall fact, do you know, Leah, do you know who Winnie the Pooh is? Yes. Do you know how he got his name? Um, I feel From like I've Winnipeg, heard Winnipeg, Manitoba. That's why it's Winnie the Pooh. Okay, just but why, the, know. I know why the I just saw, That's how I know how to spell Winnipeg. That's W-I-N-N-I. Because I'm going to put an E in there, Winnie-Peg, but it's Winnie-I-Peg because of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Throw it out there. I know it had nothing to do with Why is he named after Winnipeg? Um, uh, the bear cub was purchased by a hunter. Um, he named the bear Winnie after his adopted hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba. There you go. The bear cub was purchased by a hunter. And his home, the hunter's hometown was Winnipeg, Manitoba. So, uh, wow, it was a bear that was in the London Zoo. There you go. <laughs> oh know. my god! <laughs> you know, look at what the ratings. Post, look at the people just bailing show. off. What a <laughs> post game <laughs> show! So far, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I did. I wore this. I wore my Tucson shirt in honor of our trip to Tucson yesterday. I got my. I'm bearing down today. I got my claws out. I know Leah's thrilled about that. I am. I truly yeah. am. Well. What else from this game? Chikrin, we talked about already. He had his uh, 20th career multiple-point night. It was his first goal since November 15th. So I'm sure that one felt good for him. I hope that he gets to pick up his play either just for his himself and his own confidence or, you know, if he is someone who's going to go at the deadline, just instill some more confidence in teams who would maybe want to pay the price for Chikrin going forward. So... We will see. And another thing that happened in this game, Nick Ritchie, um, first point as a Coyote with the assist and his first goal as a Coyote, which I think he would probably be happy with that performance given last game he had a penalty early on and didn't really do much else, um, probably not the game he wanted. So hopefully this is a sign of things to come with Nick Ritchie because, you know, you want to see a player like that have success. Man, you go back to that goal. Like that goal itself, we made Barrett Hayton the king of the game. That assist starts, or that play starts with Barrett Hayton making a play on the forecheck and getting the puck behind the net. Um, but Erickson camped out behind the net. We got that puck on and off his tape so quickly that Eric Comrie, by the time he's turning to look for the puck, it's already coming back the yeah. other way. And, you know, Richie basically had an empty net to shoot it into. So it is good for Richie's confidence. Maybe he can start to feel like this is his home, for, at least for now. Um, so it is good to see him on the score sheet. It, it, I don't think that's the best of what we're going to see from Nick Ritchie yet. I don't think he's reached where he's going to be. I think this trade was, you know, he was hoping Toronto was going to be his landing spot and he was going to have a great career um, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it didn't happen. I think there might be some disappointment there where he is. He's excited to be back in the league. Uh, from the American League, but I think there are better games to come once he gets acclimated to the city, the team, the coach. I, I think Nick Ritchie is going to be a better player here than what he's shown the last two games. Even though he's been fine, he's been fine. I just think he'll be a more effective player physically. I think he'll be more involved offensively. I think he's going to be a better player than what we've seen in his first two games. On that note, by the way, after uh, Michael Bunting had five points yesterday, 
Um, a lot of people in the comments were saying, yeah, anybody could do it playing with Matthews and Marner. Well, Nick Ritchie couldn't do it playing with Matthews and Marner. <laughs> Michael Bunting got that opportunity. It's not as simple as it looks. To put up five points in an NHL game is definitely a noteworthy achievement. And Michael Bunting is second among rookies in points right now. It's, uh, it, it's good to see the former Coyote having success in his hometown. Craig, what do you think about that, though? Because you just been Raymond in Detroit for, for points going. Zegers is trailing, and it could change. It'll change every day between those three and four guys. Does a guy that's that, it, it, do you think he's rookie of the year? Can you do that based on his age? Where, where is your philosophy on doing that? I even had a problem with it when Artemi Panarin won it just because of the age. Just when, when, you, when you've played that much pro hockey, it, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. But on the flip side, by the letter of the rule, he is eligible. He is a rookie. So I don't, in the end, I don't think I can go ahead and, and, and change the rules to, to suit my voting needs. So I have to consider Michael Bunting in there. I'm still not sure because of his situation that I would put him first. Even if he ends up winning the scoring race, I'm not sure I'm going to vote for Michael Bunting as rookie of the year, given the line that he's playing on. But, you know, he's going to be under consideration, certainly. It was really cool for that to happen last night when we were in Tucson because that's where he got his start kind of. And, you know, I was there when he was playing there and he was a fan favorite. So to see him have that five point night in Toronto, like with these super NHL superstars for us to be in Tucson where it all began, I that was really special. So good night for him. We're, I'm really, really thrilled for Michael Bunting and his success. By the way, I just got a, a text message uh, because Jose, Jose Romero was not there for Maisie Central today because he was celebrating his son's birthday so happy birthday by the way shout out to Jose's son I don't know if you guys saw the video of him smashing the pinata that was great that was <laughs> no. great and of course I wasn't there either so neither one of us was in the post-game interviews I just got a text message from Greg Dillard media relations with the Coyotes saying best post-game ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I don't think any and, and the third part of that too Todd Walsh wasn't there either it was, yeah. it was a day oh, after Todd, so really I don't know what it was in there. There were crickets. There were crickets in the in the media room after. Dilly had his car started right after the game. Yeah, he's, he's already home having dinner. Oh boy, did you, have you heard anything, Craig, about Liam O'Brien's injury? What it is, or what you can expect to hear from him? I haven't because I was, I was driving home. I haven't had a chance to check into it yet. So, but all we know now is it's, it's week to week, and it looked like you know we left the game the other night that that it might be something significant. So yeah. it's too bad for him. He's, you know, he, he's obviously stood up for his teammates a lot this season. I think he leads the league with 10 fights, is it now? So doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. And they're only, only two months left in the regular season. With Liam O'Brien out, who would you say is the next man up to serve that tough guy role for the Coyotes? Well, I mean, you look at guys like Lawson Kraus, but I'm not, not sure that you want Lawson Kraus filling that role all the time. I'm curious, and, and we're going to see expanded rosters here in, in the next three weeks, if somebody like Boko Mama gets a recall, just just to to reward him for all that he's meant to the, the franchise for the for the good human being and uh, the, the strong stances that he's taken on racism and the fact that he can definitely police for a team. He can definitely take care of his teammates and have their back. I'm wondering if he might get a recall at some point. And that's one option too. And then the other thing that this team has to do is they're going to have to do it with team toughness. I, I don't mean necessarily fighting, but you're going to have Roussel, Richie, Kraus, Fisher. They're just going to have to, and I don't mean fighting, but they're going to have to have team toughness across the board because O'Brien did do some policing and to lead the NHL in fighting majors from the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, that's a, but you're, you're 
good good on him. I, I know, I'm surprised. I saw Reeves. I think Reeves only has one or two fighting majors the entire season. He's Ryan Reeves. He's, What's that? He's changed his ways. Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants willing partners. Maybe that's what the problem is. But I think that the team toughness is one thing that Bill Armstrong is trying to breed into this team and and build the roster that way. So I think you're going to see more people participate. And again, not fighting, but just playing a more physical brand of hockey. And I think that's where Bill Armstrong would like this team to get to. For sure. Well, we'll keep tabs on um, that injury as well as Andrew Ladd's injury and all others. So stay along for that. You know, this game, Coyotes were leading going into the third. Winnipeg scored three unanswered. And if you bet the Winnipeg Jets puck line, you were probably losing it to right to the end because the Winnipeg Jets puck line did come through at the last second. Um, so if you want to get in on action like that or just, you know, make it a little bit more exciting for yourself, you can bet on hockey or anything else, including the NBA, which this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX, new customers can bet $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Existing customers can bet on the NBA with same game parla- parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. You can also do multiple game parlays. So just a ton of stuff you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Super easy to use, easy to withdraw and deposit money. So check it out this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, bet a dollar on any NBA team, get 150 in free bets. If they win, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I think it's time for some PD's puck talk because this was the goal. Oh my goodness. That I get I get to work. Oh you do. So. so this was the goal that this is the, the game tying goal, correct? By Winnipeg. Yeah, oh, but we okay. t- wait. Can we talk this. about PD shirt for a minute? We what about it? What what are you wearing there, PD? I've yes. got my, my Tucson claws out. Yeah, he's That's celebrating right. our fact we went to Tucson. Bear down, Tucson. Yeah. Craig. I didn't go with that. I'm not gonna forget last night when you <laughs> said that Tucson is a better college town than Tempe. So. It is. It is. There's. It's. It's so vibrant. It's. I, I don't know. It, Tucson's eclectic. It's. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting town. It's a lot of fun to spend some time there. Yep. Yeah, it does. And you know what the difference is? As, as those guys were saying, it's just buried in a huge metropolis. So. Mm-hmm. It, but they're it, doing um, a lot of stuff downtown Tucson too. Not just construction inside the arena itself, but that whole surrounding area of downtown yep. Tucson. Yeah. It's, it's all true. Well, I want to talk more about our trip yesterday um, in a bit, but we'll okay. just finish I'll talking about this, this game. Wait, because let I me pull about... up the graphic no, first. I got it. PD's got... Puck Talk. Oh, no, this I didn't one. even know I had that. Yeah. I, that. I, that. I love it. Okay, but PD, now you can control the graphics. I'm giving you the control. Well, we talked about momentum changes in this game, and one of them was Clayton Keller's ability on the Michigan. Here's another one that was in the third period, and you – we talk about defensemen pinching down the wall. The, the player circled this Gosses bear, and you come down the wall to pinch to keep the puck alive so you can have more time in the offensive zone and take an offensive chance. You do that when you have support and you have numbers helping you behind you. Gosses bear shouldn't have gone. I mean, you look at the numbers here, the Winnipeg Jets, he has three Winnipeg Jets behind him. So if he misses this puck, it's a three-on-one the other way, and you go, uh-oh, here you go. But it makes a great play. Get stick on puck, and now it's four-on-one going at the Winnipeg Jet net in the third period early he has choices here he could put the puck at the net he could get give it over to richie who's driving the net instead he decides to drop the puck back to barrett hayton barrett wasn't ready for it it kind of skipped over his stick 
So now the numbers that we talked about that were behind Gosses Bear at the start at the blue line, well, now they're behind him at the blue line still, and that's how the Winnipeg Jets get their two-on-one. It's a great risk-reward play by Gosses Bear at the blue line. You're going, oh, no, don't go, don't go. When he started going, you go, oh, my gosh, he had a great play. They're going to score. And next thing, it's, it looks like a three-on-one coming back the other way. So when you see a defenseman pinching down the wall, you're always looking to have a, a forward or another player in there to support that pinch or come in behind them in case something bad happens. Well, something bad happened. It's odd man rush, and Blake Wheeler was able to get the game-tying goal, and that was one of those momentum changers. The third momentum changer for me was uh, Kessel. When the pass across to Kessel, unbelievable. It has nearly an open net, and Comrie's able to get a toe on it. Winnipeg goes back the other way and Connor gets the game winning goal. So those, those three momentum swings, if they go the Coyotes way, this the outcome of this game could have been so much different. Yeah. One thing I felt like I noticed in this game was the Coyotes would get into the offensive zone and they'd have a good push and you're like, okay, here we go. Something's going to happen. And then somebody would, you know, lose the puck or do that that you just said, like drop it back and the player wouldn't be ready. I just felt like that happened again and again. And you have to wonder if that got, that play got cleaned up a little bit. If, the outcome could have been a bit different. And how about once again for like the fourth time in five games, the other team tying it under with under a minute after a Coyotes goal? Like that happened, and I said, "Are you kidding me again?" Yeah, that's something that that, that this coaching staff is going to have to address because it does seem to happen game after game after game. They score, and then within the next minute, the next shift, there's a goal against, and and I, you've got to be able to put off that momentum shift. You've got to be at bare minimum. Get, dump the puck in the other zone and just dump and chase and just live another day. But boy, it is becoming a recipe in, in three of the last five games where it's just, it's back and it's back in their net. And they've, they've got to find a way to get over that and mature to being a, Hey, we can play with success kind of team. Glad you guys brought that up. Cause I wanted to ask you, Petey, you've played, you coach with a lot of different coaches. Is there a philosophy right after you score a goal? Do you want to put a certain type of line out there? Are you only looking to match up with what the opponent is putting out? What's the thinking there to make sure that you're maintaining momentum right after you score a goal? It's different, and it also depends on where you're at in the game and where you're at in the score of the game. But but what the fear is here is I think they're putting out – the. I I think you got to keep the foot – the foot – pedal foot on the pedal and keep on the gas and keep going forward. I think there's a tendency to think you need to defend there – you can defend with an offensive line. The best way to defend is have the puck. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if the fear is, okay, we need to defend now. And the more it happens, the more we're putting out our, our third line checking line to, Hey, to make sure this doesn't happen. Instead, let's, if we had the first line, out, let's go with the second line or keep an offensive line out there to keep the push going, to keep the offensive push, because not only are they getting chances right after they score, they don't seem to have the puck after they score. And that goes back to when we, Leah and I talk about winning faceoffs. that is an important faceoff to win the faceoff after you score a goal to keep that momentum going. And it's you're right, Craig, they just haven't been able to continue that momentum offensively. And maybe it's something they'll need to look at. Hey, let's go for another goal here. Let's, let's be a little more offensive. Let's get out that Keller line right after a goal, instead of going another way and going to a checking line after the goal. Um, I think it's something that they're definitely going to have to look at because it is becoming a, a recipe for disaster over and over and over again, not a one-off, but it's happening often. That could be a fascinating uh, case study for, Petey's puck talk. I like, like it. Games where the opponent has scored right after the Coyotes. Yeah. Scored. And what lines they get out there. God, yeah. Craig, there you go. Up, I like that idea. Right and also, Spencer in the chat, Petey, any chance you could break down Barrett's goal? 
Um, I don't know if he means in puck talk or just if you remember and can describe what happened. No, we'll, we'll have to get the graphics on that because it's just basically one-on-one. He gets the puck at the hash marks, and he's one-on-one. But we'll talk about his momentum shift and how he protected the puck. We'll, we'll get something drawn up for that. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I was—I mean, that to me was the highlight of this game, which was had kind of a deflating ending and deflating matching our three energy because we were out late <laughs> last night um, just being in Tucson. Petey and I drove back last night. Craig, of course, stayed the night. And Craig, how was your uh, interview today with Boko Imama? It was it was a really good interview, really, really insightful, enlightening interview. We sat down for about a half an hour or so. I'll have that story, I think, up tomorrow, but definitely by Tuesday morning. I'm going to take my time writing that one. I should also tell you about my night in the hotel because uh, uh, oh. it was a little – it was like uh, – I think I was in Leah's neighborhood. Oh, no. oh the street <laughs> racers. So I'll 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 just say it this way. I'm not going to name the brand, but I'll, let's just say that I chose a budget hotel for you know a quick turnaround. No point in staying in a a nice hotel and, and putting that tab on the company. So I, I chose a budget hotel. It was noisy, and then when it got cold in the room, I turned on the heater. It sounded like somebody was grading metal. Oh no! <laughs> it wasn't white. It's not the kind of white noise that you want to sleep to. But yeah. it was either okay, I turn it off and I freeze because it got down to like the 30s last night in Tucson, or I somehow try to sleep with grading metal as the uh, <laughs> as my sleep. See, these are bougie yeah. Craig Morgan first world problems. Oh, they didn't have Pellegrino in the hotel lobby. No Pellegrino. Seriously, no, no, Pellegrino. no Pellegrino. Yeah, no. but see that's. And that's honestly, Craig, we talked about staying over and you did because you had your interview with Boko Mama. But I'm like, by the time I get comfortable in a bed that I and hear the street racers and fix the heat, I'll be in my own bed asleep. So just let's just drive. So I'm glad. I'm so glad I made that decision after hearing about your night. <laughs> it was and a I, rough night. Yeah, I poor guy. Uh, on the other hand, I did go downtown to a coffee shop, you know, and, and the, the size of the coffee I got was... It was huge. Which and coffee shop, it. Craig? Uh, I knew you were not about ask. the size, Craig. I didn't pay attention. It was right next to right next to the ice cream place we went. So if you if you know where oh, what that is. Yeah. Um cafe, I think it was Cafe Luce, maybe. Maybe. I've I been don't there. Know. We have great signage, so I didn't notice at all. I saw it was coffee. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> After a tough night of sleep, you weren't paying attention anymore. And the, the biggest mug of coffee I think I've ever seen. And I look up from my phone. I see somebody looking at me. I wasn't really looking hard at him. And I look up again, and he's staring at me. I'm like, and it's Jay Verity. (laughs) there with his wife to get their coffee. They had just walked over from where they lived. So got a chance to chat with Jay. Ended up talking to him again about Boco and some other things about the Roadrunners before I talked to Boco. So that was – it was a good day in Tucson. It was just not a, a good a night. Good night. Not a but good but night. Tucson's the, you make it sounds like Tucson's just a little worn horse town that there's one coffee shop and everybody meets there. <laughs> it's a very, very random that you would run into. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's random. That's so random. I love Tucson. I had the best time. Um if you also, if you're watching this or listening to this and you haven't watched our Tucson Roadrunner show from yesterday. We talked a little bit about the game that happened, but mostly we talked to Bob Hoffman, the president of the team. We talked to head coach Jay Verity. We talked to Marco Carcone, who had a hat trick last night. We talked to Matias Michelli, who I know a lot of Coyotes fans are familiar with. He's been having an amazing season in Tucson. So check that out um, on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast, PHNX Coyotes. I really enjoyed our show last night. Um, 
also the shot was great with the Zamboni going behind. Mm-hmm. Um, we said it again. We said it last night, but thanks again to the Tucson Roadrunners for their hospitality. We had such a good time. I still have mini donuts. I brought some back. So I will be snacking on those yeah. later. I finished yeah. those quickly. I know you ice cream, mini donuts, and then I know PD, you didn't do this. You went home early. Did you get tamales? No, we went for a slice. We went to no anchovies. We went to no anchovies. I thought you might have done the tamales after I bashed that idea on the show. Did you bring them home? Getting tamales after my uh, interviews had ended, but they ended a little later, and I needed to get back for the game, so I just came back as soon as I could. So no no frozen tamales. No frozen tamales on this trip? No. It does sound like all we went there to do is eat, but we actually went there to work. It is a well, great I, food town, though. It is. It, I'm, you, I'll go, I'm in. I'm going again. I want a $25. It's in dispute if I want a Craig one. But I do have a, <laughs> there's a, a downtown gift card. at the ACL Very true. Council. We did win the Chuck. We won one of the Chuck Puck prizes. So yeah. um, we'll also have video content from our trip coming out on PHNX Coyotes Twitter later this week and the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. And Craig's story about Boko will be up sometime this week as well. So become a member at gophnx.com so you can have access to that story and all the great stories by all the great writers here at PHNX. You can also buy the shirt PD's wearing if you're a wildcat like me. There's also a Sun Devil shirt for the Sun Devils. So tons of great stuff in the PHNX locker. Become a member. And I just checked the score. Unfortunately, Tucson is down 4-1 after two periods against Ontario. So not great but the game's not over so you never know you never know tucson foodie road trip in the off season i'm down we didn't get to go to kimchi time that's my favorite korean restaurant yeah i think yeah we might have to go down again because yeah there's plenty more that we can do for sure i'm in (laughs) i'm in i'm in in. but we have to stay this time because we yes right get get an airbnb phnx airbnb that's what we got to do i'm so down so down well Let's, so Buffalo lost today. Montreal didn't play, but they're, they've been winning. Seattle plays tonight. So we have against San Jose. So we have to really keep tabs on that one um, because that one's pretty big. So that's what's going around a lot. What's going on around the NHL. Oh my gosh. I could not spit that one out. Um, And another thing tonight, Jimmy Eat Worlds kicks off their tour tonight. So, Coyotes, listen, if you're down 4-3 in the third period, just play some Jimmy Eat World in the arena. Honest, honestly, I think that is could have been the momentum shifter in this game, but they didn't listen, so <laughs> just saying. Um, any other notes from this game or the NHL or anything, Tucson? I need sleep. <laughs> Crickets. That is absolute crickets, Leah. That is absolute <laughs> crickets. I think this game, um, the the Coyotes, again, we talk about individual performances. Barrett Hayton was really good today. Um, I don't know if this is the best I've seen Keller and Schmaltz play together. Um, Their streets ended. But it was a game that they played good enough to win if they just could have held on to the momentum in the third period, and they just couldn't. They just couldn't play. We talk about this team's ability to play 60 minutes. Yep. <laughs> And tonight was one of those nights again where they weren't able to put together a full 60 minutes. So yeah, they get a couple days to rest here before they get back at it again. And Colorado Thursday is going to be it tough. It doesn't get easier. Um, by the way, I suppose in our comments, can you guys help me out? I no longer know how to host a show for a team in a losing streak. Espo, <laughs> we got you. Yeah, we, yeah the, we the Phoenix Suns lost two games in a row. Oh, Bummer. no. 
Welcome oh, wow. to our every single day. <laughs> we should almost switch. Maybe we can get the momentum back for them and we should go do the Suns show. Maybe yeah. we could do that, couldn't we? Seriously. We switch rooms, switch studios for a day. We do the Suns, they I do think the it'd be fun. I think scare, it'd be fun. I don't know. I think Saul and Espo might scare the hell out of our listeners. It might be a little <laughs> too much for them. By the way, for that abs game, we're going to have the watch along with the DNVR folks, right? Yes, so. for sure. And I'm I'm a little uneasy about this game, but also I've always been uneasy about Colorado. And for some reason, the Coyotes have played pretty well against them this season. Um, one shootout loss, one shootout win, or an overtime win, I forget, and then one loss. But Colorado is hot, 39-10-4. They're 17-7-2 on the road and 7-2-1 and in their last 10. So it's going to be a challenge for the Coyotes. But like you mentioned, it's not till Thursday. They have a few days of rest. Um, and they've been on this homestand. So the Coyotes should be really well rested for this game. And I think there's a lot of positives from today's game that they can take. And like Petey and I have – Petey just said and Petey and I have been saying for feels like two straight weeks is they just have to put together a 60-minute game. Um, they've been had 20 minutes here, 40 minutes there, 10 minutes there, but it just needs to be 60 whole minutes. And for the tank, we would like to see a loss, but for pride, if you're going to beat a team, I want to beat a team like Colorado. It feels good. <laughs> and it's a little sibling rivalry with DNBR. So. But statistically, this team, Leah, you said they're in first and you gave all their wins and losses. There are, we always go to the plus minus goals differential stat they're plus 63 the league's best plus 63 and you'll you'll be surprised who's towards the bottom not actually last but towards the bottom the coyotes are minus 71 i'm not a math genius but that's that's a swing of 130 plus goals differential between these two teams and yet the coyotes seem to get them to the shootout twice so you never know play the game see what happens yeah, you never know. And I feel like also, what do you, who do you think will start that game? Wedgwood, I feel like, had was very had to be very physical in this game. He got slammed into the net. He had to stop a, a what's it called? A penalty shot. I don't know. My brain is fine. Um, but that was also the first penalty shot he faced in his career. But he stopped it, so good for him. But I, I had thought they were going to go with Veggie in today's game just because Veggie's been great against Winnipeg. But what do you think? Wedgie or Veggie this Thursday? Yeah, Veggie. Yeah, I'm going veggie too. They just they've they've been like the Wedgwood's been riding you know riding number one goaltender here for a week. You go with him till he loses. It, it's it's kind of this. I think this is we talked about one A, one A, one B. If if it's even that, or they're fairly equal. This is Veggie's net again on Thursday against Colorado. I, I agree with Craig. All right. Well, we'll wrap up here. So Craig, can Craig needs to get go to, to bed. It's a, yeah. yeah. It's almost dinner time too, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, we will be back. We'll have an audio episode Tuesday. We'll have our post game show for the Colorado game Thursday, more audio Friday, and then another, another day game on Saturday. So, you know, just riding the wave this week. Thank you all so much for watching, for joining us here on a Sunday afternoon and evening. Please check out our tucson show from yesterday if you haven't already subscribe like review wherever you get your podcasts it helps us out immensely become a member at gophnx.com become part of the family we appreciate you all um charles says he doesn't like these 2p 2 p.m game everyone's out of it it might charles just because be because we were in tucson yeah. yesterday i'm gonna blame the tucson trip i didn't no, get I like home I really like matinees. I love matinees too. And we have a bunch coming up and I, we've made this joke a dozen times, but 
we got to get ready because sharing that building with <laughs> ASU, yeah, double headers, the, with the Coyotes in the afternoon slot, and I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that's no, that's not confirmed. I'm just speculating. That would be yes. Kind of fun. So I will, miss, I will not miss the 7:30 p.m. Friday night starts either that they've experimented with this year. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, not it's about that. We're more daytime people, just not after yes. a late night. <laughs> well, I'll I'll bring the energy the next matinee. I promise, Charles. <laughs> yeah you had good energy today pd we appreciate you well we'll see everybody i guess not live until thursday but audio on tuesday and we're in our discord every single day so if you're a member you can chat with us there follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes getting really close to that pd tiktok dance so be sure to give us a follow there lots of great content coming for you this week and every week five days a week of content plus we have videos from tucson coming as well so have a great rest of your sunday everyone and have a great week and we'll see you next week you know if you haven't checked out what chaos yet you oughta because we've had all your favorite players on the show i'm talking seth jones lena solmar connor bedard whoever it may be We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.